0: Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another episode. We appreciate you coming back. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, wherever you're listening to us on. We want to thank our sponsors, Cheers and Spirits, and the Arnold Station Plaza. Uh, Wines, beers, spirits, that's the place to go. If you have any questions like me, I go in there every time. We've been on this whiskey kick for a while. I feel like I should probably know more than I do, (laughs) but I don't. So every time I go in there, I always ask for a recommendation. I figure people who sell this stuff for a living probably know it a lot better than I do. And that is no exception when you go to Cheers and Spirits. Um and especially with wine. I'm a, I'm a dummy when it comes to wine. I don't really drink it, but I know it makes great gifts, so I like to get a bottle and bring it uh, and give it to, to people that I, if I'm going to their house or whatever. Um, or if I'm giving a gift to my wife who does drink wine. Um, I go into Cheers and Spirits. I, can, I know I can ask them you know, for a good bottle of bourbon or whiskey that I don't know the name of or a good bottle of wine, and they know exactly what to pick for me. I mean, you can give them, like, two pieces of information, and they nail it every time. So head to Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. And also thank you to uh, Brian Chilling from Long & Foster Fine Homes uh, in Annapolis. Their phone number is 410-263-3400. Uh, Brian Schilling. Uh, the, the website is longandfoster.com slash Chilling, B-R-I-A-N. S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G their office is at 145 Main Street in Annapolis 21401 and I gave this uh, the story about how he helped us buy our home and why you should use a real estate agent um, and essentially we would not have been able to buy our home if it weren't for Brian and his ability to get us into the house before it went on the market um, and I feel we made we even offered less than what the house is on the market for. And 10 years ago, you could do that. Um, But he made sure we made an offer that was market appropriate, that he knew that the buyers or that the sellers would take. So he made sure we didn't overpay for it. We didn't underpay, but we didn't overpay for it. Um, He got us the closing. He worked with our mortgage agent to make sure we got the closing in 30 days. Um, But the most important thing was he was very knowledgeable on, getting us into houses early so he knew when things were going on the market and two, he he made sure we didn't overpay for a house uh, and that in my opinion is what you're paying an agent for not only where to buy a house um, but what to pay for it uh, that's something that a website doesn't give you that kind of insight into a market especially one that they don't know um, so contact Brian at Long and Foster uh, Fine Homes in Annapolis and and just sit down with him. And I'm sure that you'll find that he's a very knowledgeable person for the area, especially if you're moving in the Annapolis area, Arnold, Severna Park, any surrounding area. He's the guy to go to. Okay. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about <clears throat> the EV market <laughs> and the car market in general. So if you haven't been paying attention, the uh, unless it's a Honda or a Toyota, and actually it's more so just a Toyota, car dealerships are filling up with cars, new cars especially, but used cars as well. Um, mostly because the interest rates that affected mortgages for homes are also affecting auto loan rates. So something that was a 2% interest rate, uh, 2.99, 3%, whatever it is, is now closer to five, six, seven percent on a car. Yeah, the, um, the mafia rate. Right, it, it, you're paying the vig at this point uh, <laughs> for a car loan. Now, the problem with that is, is dealerships haven't lowered the prices. They're still trying to charge the market adjustments. So they're trying to charge a five, six, seven, ten, twenty thousand dollars over MSRP. But the problem is you got to pay that seven and a half percent interest rate yeah. on it. And I just looked it up because uh, I, I. I had heard the number. I forgot what it is. So,
1: um, according to NerdWallet, the average monthly car loan payment in the U.S. on a new vehicle is $725 a month.
0: That's so much money, man.
1: And on a used vehicle, it's 516 That's even crazier. So, I'm like, 725 Like, I can't fathom paying that much money for a car no for a depreciating asset right um so like my plan is like the two cars i have
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm going to drive them into the ground yep like they're just gonna they'll both be paid off next year but yep. about the same time so but even with both of those cars paid off i'm not looking at that much more than one average
0: new car payment right now right and think about this you said the average monthly payment was at seven seventy five. Seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. Okay. A major repairer on a car, outside of an en- or engine or transmission replacement, is about a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. So if I have a paid off car, and something happens to it, I can either pay a thousand dollars to get it fixed, mm-hmm. or I can pay close to a thousand dollars a month on a new car payment if I trade that car in. Yeah. Like, right now, if I had a car and I got an accident, my biggest fear would be that the insurance agent would total my car. Because then I've got... I can't... I either buy my salvage title car, which is going to drop the value on, on even more. Yeah. Or i got to go in this market and try to find a, real, a car I can afford. Yeah. I mean, even a used car payment. $500 a month? Mm-hmm. I mean... Like, that was one of the reasons why, when I was looking for a big SUV... I looked for a 20-year-old SUV yeah. that I could pay cash for. I mean, think about it this way. I bought that truck with taxes, fees and everything for 8600 bucks. Mhm. If I was paying 7 plus uh, 750 a month, let's say. You know, you're talking about that I paid total for that thing. It's paid off. What 12 months worth of payments would be yeah. on the new car yeah. or the, even even a used car. Yeah. Let's say it's eighteen months on a used car for five hundred bucks mm-hmm. a month, and you've got to get that five hundred dollar payment on a used car or a seven fifty payment on a new car. You're financed for six years at least, if not eight. Yeah. So of course I'm going to fix my old car. Yeah. I'm going to pr- I'm going to pray that the insurance agent doesn't total that out.
1: Yeah. And the the loan term at 725 it's 68 months so you're
0: 5 years 8 months
1: yeah so you're looking and so let's probably realistically just take that to 7 yeah. or 6 take, take it to 6 yeah so i'm
0: like that's just nuts at a $40,000 loan and think so think about that. 2 months of a card payment or you just fix your own yeah and and, and it's not going to be 2 months you're going to have that loan for 60 months yeah Of course you're going to fix it. Yeah. You got to. Like, I'm probably... In that Yukon right now, I'm probably into it for a total of... I think I'm into it for... Mm 11.5 total. And it drives fine now. Yeah. Now, I can put more money into it and make it a little bit nicer for me. Yeah. But at 11.5, I'm done. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've got a big three-row SUV. Yeah. I mean... Essentially, for a year's worth of car payments, I got a car. Co- I got a car paid off. Yeah, that's insane to me. I well, I think one of the things is that people
1: people buy way out of their. Oh yeah, they think they have to have something crazy, and then the price of these cars is going up and the interest is going up. So, you know, I remember when my dad, the first car I remember my dad buying it was a. It was a. I want to say it was a 91 Plymouth Voyager. So so the old school original box mm-hmm. Voyager. Yeah. And it wasn't even a Grand Voyager. It was like the short one. The short one. So he didn't want to, he was freaking out because he couldn't find one for less than 10 grand. That
0: mm-hmm.
1: was brand new. 10, 10 grand yeah,
0: for a minivan. Yeah. yeah. Know how much they are now? Well, 60 I mean,
1: grand. Yeah. The one that I bought back in twenty. 17 was 43 and I'm like 43 grand for a minivan, and then the Odyssey had just come out with a clean sheet redesign, and that came in like the spec up 49,995. So the thing was, we can't spend more than sell a minivan for more than Mm -hmm. 50,000 now. They're 60, right? You know, like what do you what what planet are we on, you know, and that that people are willing to shell out that kind of coin for these things. Three-year-old ones are
0: 30. Yeah.
1: I mean, oh, I looked mine up. I looked mine up (laughs) just to see. Yeah. It was like
0: 26. I'm like, who would spend $26,000 for this thing? (laughs) But I do think that the used car market, along with the new car market, the prices have got to come down. Yeah. Because these dealerships, and I, and I was watching, uh, there's a, a YouTube channel called Car Edge. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, a dad and son. It's uh, Ray and Zach Shefka, Shefska. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they just showed some numbers because they, they went around to some of the dealerships and they were looking at like Hyundai's and Kia's and they were still trying to charge five to six grand over MSRP. Yeah. But they had car lots full. Mm-hmm. Like they're not selling anything. Yeah like they're not selling the Ford Lightning. They 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 dropped the MSRP 10 grand on it because mm-hmm. no one's buying a Ford Lightning anymore. Yeah. And the 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 Shefkas were looking at like Hyundai Ionics and the the Kia one, whatever the Kia one is. Yeah. And they're trying to charge over MSRP and they're not selling and I guess like the days of I guess they have a stat called days of inventory. They basically had 260 days of inventory, like six months worth of inventory in the lot. And then I I think they looked at the Mach-E and the Mach-E had like 120 days of inventory. Mm -hmm. And so, and Ray used to run a a couple of car dealerships and he said the ideal number of days of inventory was 60.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So 120 is double. 200 and something is what triple triple? (laughs) quadruple like these guys are going to lose their shirts if Mm -hmm. they don't start moving inventory and the only way you're going to move inventory is by lowering the prices yeah they're gonna some of the some of the brands are starting to sell under msrp again um if you're looking for the car that they have a ton of yeah um but even even some of the ones that were untouchable before like the ford lightning there was a waiting list for that lightning Mm -hmm. now they can't
1: sell them anymore. Well, it was a fad. And then people realized that the light Ford Lightning was, it's not a very good truck. If you want it to do truck things, you're you're looking at the wrong place. It,
0: it, it, yeah. The EV trucks do not do truck-like things. Right. Because... Or they will for a very short period of time. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but if you own an electric truck and you're trying to tow a boat, you better hope you're not going more than 50 miles. Yeah. So, Hoovy... Uh, did a test with, with a
1: Ford Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, yeah. And he towed an old car with it in a, in cold weather, and he started with a hundred percent charge. And by the time he got to where he was going with it, it was like, you know, um, he had twenty percent. And when he compared the, he only drove like sixty miles. Yeah, it wasn't far. So, I think people just see that and like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to pay gas, and I want to be green, and this is the new thing, like the early adapter types. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they watch the dumb videos of the EVs like dragging a you know a, a big diesel truck and it's spinning its wheel and then you look at you like wait okay so because um, Tesla did it with that ugly ass cyber truck no the things awful oh so they start towing it was like a Chevy Silverado and they're strapped up bumper to bumper well when you look at it the um, the Tesla was going downhill mm-hmm. and the Chevy was in only in rear wheel drive and the Tesla is all wheel drive. It's all traction. Right. So like, okay, yeah, you did your cute little test, but that Chevy will tow my boat over the mountain and through the woods where the cyber truck, I'm gonna have to stop every, you know, hour to charge it somewhere. Yeah. So... They're just, I don't know, like people say, you know, like, I, I heard that I heard this, I love it, you know, uh, sure, electric vehicles are the new thing, but do you want your steak microwaved or do you want it grilled? Yeah. And I still
0: want it grilled, so. so I, I mean, look, I, I think there's a place for EVs, but I don't think these other car companies know who they're up against in Elon Musk. So a few months ago, he dropped the price on all his models. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Model Three is like thirty three grand now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like, he dropped it pretty significantly, and he did it in anticipation of now. Yeah, where all these other car dealers? I mean, they're good luck to to uh, Ram or Dodge, uh, Jeep. You go to any or Chrysler. You go to any one of those dealerships like that. They're full of cars. Yeah, they can't get rid of them. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't give them away. If you want something under MSRP, go to a Dodge Ram Jeep dealer. Mm-hmm. Um. Now does dot do does Chrysler have any EVs? No. Yeah. They they don't do EVs at all. Um. And the Dodge Ram truck is actually a decent truck. Yeah. But they want a hundred grand for it. mm Hmm. You, you got to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Like you used to be able to get a Dodge Ram for 40 grand. Yeah. It was going to be a low spec, but I mean, you could get probably a, an upper level spec for like 60, yeah. 65. But the thing that Tesla did that was smart, one, their charging technology was far superior to the standard that everyone else went with mm-hmm. to now where, uh, ford and i believe gm just signed on to it as well they're going to use the tesla charging well and and tesla never patented that connector it's it's open source they left it so that anyone could i think they might have to pay for like some licensing though or something like that because like they wanted they wanted uh ford and gm wanted access to the tesla supercharger network so i think that's where they're paying yeah not for the design but for the supercharging network yeah
1: but the physical
0: connector
1: is the same because Elon Musk wanted to be a standard across, and if he was the first biggest one, then that makes
0: the most sense. Yeah, and they their car deliveries in the last year are up over three hundred percent. The problem is, and the tale. If you want to compare apples to apples, is look at VW. So VW went all in on electric cars. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think it lasts two weeks they pretty much said we're, we're done with EVs. Mm-hmm. They stopped the production of them. They're not making anymore. Now, they might come out with some later on down the road. Everyone can change their mind, but they shuttered the plant that makes their EVs because there's so many on the lot. Yeah. Because their cars, they have EVs that are the same size as the Teslas are. And Tesla has made all the right moves as far as selling cars right now. Um. They don't even have the best technology in an electric car. Lucid does. Mm-hmm. But Lucid's actually going to go out of business soon. Because they can't sell any cars because no one wants a big sedan. Yeah. And they only sell a sedan. The difference, Tesla has two: a, a big and small sedan and a big and small SUV. And the SUVs are worth flying. Yeah. And then they lowered the price on it. They undercut everyone because they can. hmm It basically tanked. EV sales across the rest of the industry, though, because everyone wants the name. Yeah, everyone wants a Tesla. They don't want a Ford EV. They don't want a Mach E. Right, a, a, which is just an abomination to put the Mustang name a crossover. on. Crossover. Yeah, stop that now. Yeah. A Mustang is not an EV crossover. Right. Who are you trying to fool with that bullshit? Yeah. Never mind the fact Ford has the most recalls again for two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So you can't even build a car that's going to stay together. Yeah. Now you are trying to build an EV to compete with Tesla. No mm-hmm. one trusts your quality to begin with. Now, yeah, you Jim Farley should have been fired three years ago, but somehow that dumbass failed up. Mm-hmm. He tanked Ford. Like Ford was the one car company that came out of the Great Recession in two thousand nine and did not take a bailout from the U.S. government. Yep. GM and Chrysler did. Yep. Chrysler ended up being sold uh gm got saved by the u.s government and the union of all people they end up buying a portion of gm yeah ford didn't take money they came out of it scot-free they were mm-hmm. building good quality vehicles yeah then they fucked the explorer up mm-hmm. when they went to that truck-based platform mm-hmm. right move horrible execution two they got rid of all the cars yeah, like nobody wanted any cars anymore. Mm-hmm. So you just gifted all of them to Honda and Toyota, yeah. With the Accord and the Camry. You're telling me you couldn't have just built a decent sedan? Never mind the fact you brought back the Taurus as a full size sedan, and made the back seat short as shit. Yeah, no one's gonna fit in that back seat. No. It's not a full size sedan, assholes. No. no, it's it was tight, and the the Fusion was a decent car. You know, it was a great car. So the first I have one. It's th- it's fine. The first it well. Uh, and they and they and they fucked that up by putting the turbos in it. When when Ford came out with that old with the older fusion and the MKZ and the Mercury crap, I can't remember the Mercury version. Was it Montego? No, no, no. That was the big version. It was the Mercury, it was a smaller version. Maybe I don't know. It was the fusion and the MKZ though, and then the Mercury version. Yeah. Sable. The Sable. That's what it was. Sable was Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Whatever was small. I don't yeah. know. No one cares about Mercury anymore. Um that version of the Ford Fusion is one of the most reliable used cars you can find. Mm-hmm. The design, eh, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. The new version looks phenomenal, mm-hmm. but then they threw the four banger turbos in it. It's like, man, if you guys in the back seat, the back seat in that thing was bigger than the Taurus. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like that, it, it, you couldn't have fucked up a car with the Taurus more yeah. at all. Like you took a beloved name and turned it into a completely misdesigned mm-hmm. moronic car. The interior—if you were in, just sat in the front seat—it was beautiful. Yeah, but you couldn't put shit in the back seat. Mm-mm. Yeah, no room. And the trunk wasn't overly that big. Yeah. It's like, look, this isn't a full size fucking sedan. Yeah, you put all the proportions in the engine bay, which it didn't need. It only had a six. It had a six cylinder or four cylinder. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have fucked that up anymore. <laughs> the fusion, though, even with the four cylinder turbo, was still a reliable car. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's just the the, the problem with that four cylinder it, it it doesn't get the gas mileage that you expect out of a four cylinder.
0: No, but I feel like they could have fixed that pretty easily because mm-hmm. I mean, you can get good gas mileage out of a four cylinder. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and but they, and they even had, man, they had the one point six liter with the with the six speed manual in it. They still had the man, they had the 1.5 liter, and then they had the, the big boy, the 2.0. Yeah. And the 2.0 could scoot. hmm The 1.5 was the Everman engine and had the yeah. turbo. But I, I tell you what, those turbos and those small engines, yeah, they might wear the engine a little bit better, but, man, it makes a four-cylinder a livable car.
1: Yeah. But, and then, so, my Fusion has the 2.0 turbo. Ooh. But. I like the scoot. I was hoping that it would, like, do turbo stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, you'd hear a wastegate, like, Yeah. It doesn't do any cool stuff. You do feel it, though, a little bit. Oh, yeah. When you step on it, it doesn't... Like, if you ever drove, like, a regular Mm four-cylinder, but you got into one of these with a little turbo in it? Like, the turbos aren't big. Yeah. They're a little bit... It just... It gives you that little oomph of torque... Yep. ...to know that you're driving. Yeah. And and mine's
1: also all-wheel drive, which is cool, too. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, they... It's like they look at stuff, and they just do bonehead things because it's the old corporate... It's like, so Tesla's cool and young and hip, and then you've got Ford and then GM. It's like the boomers are all running that stuff, and they're just kind of copying what other people, like, you know, Chevy has their EVs, and the EV, like in Chevrolet, is blue. And then they come out with these stupid vehicles that um, lay in crossover SUVs and then make them EVs. Yeah. But, and I can't I can't stand the commercials for any of these. Co- so, like the Cadillac Lyric, mm. which is Cadillac's EV. They have some young, like, millennial looking person. That's not who's buying that car. They can't afford it. Yeah. Oh, they have $700. You're not going to afford that working at Starbucks. Right. But, or they'll, and, or they'll buy it and they have to yeah. get it repoed. And they show a bunch of millennials dancing around in the road and then they get in their Cadillac. What? No. Like that's not how this, but they and they've been doing that forever. But to me, I just I remember going to auto shows, and I think I've said this before, but I remember going to like every year, my dad would take take us to the DC auto, and it always fell between Christmas and New Year's. So we and they've since moved it, but we go to that auto show, and you'd see you'd see these. They're always talking about like how powerful the engines were and the. Features and comfort, and now you go see it. It's nothing but tech. I don't. I don't care about tech, and I. I want to know. Like, okay, does that stupid screen work? I'm gonna use my phone for most of it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so just stop doing your own tech and just give everything
0: Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Stop screwing around with it. I mean, yeah, I'll say this. So the Equinox that we have, you step in it, you, you you don't feel like it's anything special, mm-hmm. right? But I plug my phone in, I run Android Auto. And it looks like my phone is on my screen. Yeah. And it does everything I need it to do. Yep. And the and the you know, one of the biggest improvement that I saw with with using Android Auto versus like the nav systems that were integrated with the system. When I hit the little voice button and I say navigate to Dunkin Donuts or get me to Dunkin Donuts. It doesn't need specific commands. Yeah. It here's what I'm saying and it figures it out somehow and it just gives me fucking directions to Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. Like, I don't have to learn how to use it. Right. Like, the Toyota,
1: you have to enter in, like, the city and state first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it wants the road, the house, the address, and then it wants the road name. It's the mm-hmm. complete opposite. It's just mix and match. Like, who thought of doing it this way?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, literally with the car. And like, then you can't use it while you're moving. Right. So if you want to change on the fly... You right. can't. You have to stop and put it in park. Yeah. With the phone, I just hey Siri, give me directions to X Y Z, and it okay, and it pulls it up
0: and it starts. Yep. And it, it it's amazing how far that technology's come, and the fact that these stupid automakers can't figure out yeah. that that's what people want. I want hey, it to be. To <laughs> oh, hey, there it is. <laughs> She's always listening. Always. Yeah. Uh, but I I just want to tell my phone. With either Siri or the Google Assistant, those technologies, as far as voice recognition and just understanding human speech, Mm -hmm. have come such a long way. Yeah. And the fact that my car, or like my wife's car, who has the Ford, uh, well, the Ford Sync Sync. system. Yeah. Like, you you have to know the commands. It's like, I ain't got time to learn that shit. I'm not trying to learn a language here. No. I I, want to be able to, I just want to say, navigate to here. Yeah. Like. Like, this past weekend, you know, I did you know, navigate the Centennial Park West. Mm-hmm. That's all I said to it. Yep. And it it knew exactly what I was saying. Somehow it always knows. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I just got to hit a button. I wait for the beep, the, the beep, the beep, yeah. beep, whatever, the noise. I tell it what I want it to do, mm-hmm. and it does it. And that's as much as I wanted to do. Yeah. I don't need it to, you know, like, I don't need it to massage me. I don't need massage sheets. Right, I don't need. I don't need a bunch of stuff that's just gonna break. Mm-hmm. No, I do like the heated
1: seats. I'm not gonna lie, I do. They're nice. That's a button. When it's cold. Yeah, it's yeah, a button. It's a mm-hmm. switch. Mm-hmm. Um, which is oh. one of the problems I have with Tesla is that they don't have everything's controlled on that screen. Oh, which try to do that in the dark. You know, it's all screens. And the reason they do it, be like, oh, it's so techie. You no, know, they do it that way to save money because Tesla. They're not a like.
0: You don't need buttons. Yeah. Buttons cost money. Yeah. Dials cost money. Yep. An iPad is a sunk cost. Yeah. And I don't have to add any buttons. Or, that's it. That's The only cost is that screen. Yep. I get it. So, you know, they they have things like that, but
1: um, if the phones can figure it out, and in 2017 when I bought that, that Toyota, Siri was around, and I could tell Siri to figure something out for me and it would do it. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. Then... They all have to come out with their own little unique system like iDrive, which is a disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they get back to... But again, just give it CarPlay. Right. Like when I have an in-dash nav system and I have my phone stuck to the windshield on the windshield phone mount, using that instead, it tells you something. Right. Um, But one of the disturbing trends that I've seen with some of these vehicles is that they're going to
0: subscription-based for this stuff in the car. Oh, yeah. So, so Your heated seats are on a subscription. If you don't pay the annual fee, you don't yeah, get heated seats.
1: So, like, in tune, I think Mercedes got sued over that, though. But, like, the Toyota in tune suite, mm-hmm. if you don't, so, so there's, not only do you have to now pay $725 a month for this fucking thing, now you've got to pay another $30 a month to be able to use all the stuff you just paid for. Right. Or are paying for every month on your 72-month car loan think
0: of it this way let's say you pay the upcharge for a toyota sienna limited Mm -hmm. but if you don't pay the monthly subscription fees you end up with a toyota sienna xl yeah like you get the base model then yeah like no no i paid for the limited right yeah but you didn't keep paying for the limited so now you got an xl yeah i'd be furious if they did that to me
1: yeah and it's one thing if you need updates on your maps and stuff. And but my phone updates its maps. I'm paying for that too. But it its maps are updated.
0: Well, I mean, imagine. So, but imagine on a minivan. Now you don't get automatic side doors. Right. They you just p- shut off. You paid for automatic yeah. sli- sliding doors. Yeah, you paid for. Uh, obviously, they can't change a physical attribute of a car, so they can't change your eight-inch screen to a six-inch screen. But they can certainly turn off functions on that eight inch screen. Yeah, or you you bought it with heated, cool seats. They shut well, that. You don't get that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or what if they turn off the Android Auto? Mm-hmm. So now you can't just plug in your phone and use it. Yeah, like if that's where this is going, it should I, be a hot market for for <sighs> for, uh, for for two thousand four Tahoes and Yukons. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Because you want to know why? because I can go to Crushfield and get I can get the screen size and everything that I want, and they can't turn that shit off. Yeah. You know, I, I that, again, that was another reason why I went with an 04. Uh well, I mean, it was also body style too, yeah. and I knew the engine was gonna be shit. But I can put in for for I think 750 bucks. One car payment. Right. Another one another <laughs> another monthly payment. But I can put that one car payment in the car, and I've essentially turned my two thousand and four Yukon Denali, into a car with more tech, with wireless Android Auto, yeah. than most new cars right now, mm-hmm. and they can't shut that shit off.
1: Yeah. I mean, but I just, and then the new cars, the way they're built, you can't put an aftermarket anything in there. Nope. Because it's a giant freaking screen. You know, it's it's bigger than an iPad. It's, it, some of them are, like, they're vertical, and, you know, so you can't get rid of that. It's you're stuck with it,
0: and and with Tesla, if you modify the car, the warranty's gone. Oh yeah, and, and other car companies are gonna they are they've been doing that for years though. Mm-hmm. Like if you take a car and you swap out your 18s and put 20 inch wheels on there, then you could possibly void the warranty.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, but now and, and I get like, it when like so a buddy of mine had a F four fifty diesel, <laughs> and he put a tuner on it, and like. There were settings on there, like you could play with it, but it said, like, don't start doing too much because you're going to avoid out your warranty mm-hmm. if you amp your boost up on your turbo, <laughs> you know. So, or you change your mixture settings too much, it's going to avoid the warranty. And the engine on a diesel truck, I mean, that's most of the, I mean, that's, you know, 20, 30 grand to replace one of those. It's that's not a lot, You know, and those trucks, those Fords, you have to take the cab off to take, to change the engine out. Right. So, it's a lot of work, but. You know it's, but still getting back to the subscription base. I mean, what a shitty model, right? I almost would to be like, you know what, fuck you, right? I will drive this old car until it absolutely
0: dies, and when it dies, I'll go buy another one. Well, I mean, it, it's the it's the the technology model, though. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're or or it's like the telecom or the cable model. Yeah, yeah, you paid for it, and yeah, your payments are done on the on the note that you created when you bought this thing but you're going to owe us till you die yeah for everything else we're going to keep getting
1: residual income out of this thing Mm -hmm. forever and if you want all this dumb tech that we sold you on it in the first place because the car other than that's pretty boring yeah they're all trying to be sports sedans so they ride like crap and then but they're not good at being sports sedans so we sold you this overpriced piece of garbage and now we're going to continue to suck money out of you to make the overpriced piece of garbage that you thought was so cool
0: because of all the tech in it um, to keep all that stuff working. And tell I mean, if you like the car, they got you in perpetuity anyway. Because most people trade in their cars every three years. Yeah. And if you like the way you've been treated and you like the car, you're going to go and get the newer model. Yeah. Well, if people start doing this... Brand loyalty's gone. Mm-hmm. If you fuck me over with the subscription model, and everyone's gonna fuck me over with the subscription model, well, guess what? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go find the best deal I can get, regardless of brand. Especially yeah. if I'm gonna swap out the car every three years. Yep. I don't have to worry about the engine blowing up. I don't have to worry about any shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna go with whoever's gonna fuck me over at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, with the EVs, there's a little bit of a different issue. In that, I mean, right now the the EV inventory is up three hundred fifty percent over last year, mm-hmm. which means I think I mean, all the early adopters at this point have adopted. Yeah, they went heavy on the trucks. Truck buyers don't want them. Yeah, the people that bought them were people that wanted electric cars. So they bought the Rivian, but the Rivian, I mean, even the Rivian one, isn't that popular. They've only sold what. Thirty, forty thousand 40,000 of them? Yeah.
1: I, I've, I see them every now and then on the road. Yeah. Um, there's an SUV in the truck. Yeah. And neither of them really impressed me all that much.
0: No, it's got that goofy front end. Yeah. But the point is, though, the people that were going to buy them have bought them. Yeah. The people that wanted the Lightnings got the Lightnings. Yeah. And now nobody else wants the Lightning because it, the funny part is, if you've got something that's neat and interesting, you always have the early adopters like you talked about. But then the early adopters end up telling everyone what the experience was. And if the experience sucks or the truck sucks yeah, or the truck doesn't do truck things, well, they're going to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And then no one's going to want your cool thing anymore because it doesn't do the basic shit. Yeah. It doesn't do what a truck should do. or I mean, and That's kind of like, I mean, Teslas do what they're supposed to do the problem is everyone who bought a tesla is figuring out that going cross country in one isn't really feasible yeah because um, what was it ea electrify america mhm most of those uh, most of their electric stations don't work mm-hmm. which is why tesla is probably gaining in popularity because the tesla supercharger network is maintained by tesla yeah and it works and i think that's another reason why ford went with the tesla charging port because they knew they couldn't rely on electrify america and the other brands of charging stations because they weren't maintaining their fleet of charging stations yeah i mean what's the point of having a plug-in ev if i can't plug in and charge anywhere or when i get to somewhere i got to Move in and out of five different parking spots to find the one charging station that works, and, or let's say there's only two and there's two cars there. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta sit and wait. Yep. Whereas with Tesla, I mean most Tesla's charging stations, I mean they they've been putting them not only along the highways but they're putting them at gas station convenience stores. Yeah. So oh, I'm gonna plug in my I'm gonna plug in my Tesla for an hour. I'm gonna go in this convenience store and eat some Royal Farms fried chicken. Yeah. Or I'm gonna sit and grab a snack or something yeah. like that and I'll let a car charge for now yeah but
1: meanwhile I'm gonna pull in in my gas powered car mm-hmm. I'm gonna fill it full of gas in three minutes mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm gonna go in and take a piss yeah. and in four minutes I'm gone right so I'm now 60 miles down the road and the Tesla driver okay I'm charged up now so I think a lot of people are seeing like for me you know, I, we, to go see family, we have long drives. So I'm not stopping to, if I have to stop to refuel on that r- ride, and they need to get to the point where they have true three, 400 mile range before I even consider one. Right. Because as it stands now, they'll go 250 under perfect conditions with, because when they test them, they have certain para- parameters they use, and it's like optimal temperature no ac or because you don't have to have the ac or heat on then because remember the heat in a tesla doesn't come off the engine there is no engine it has to make heat which waste which uses power so then you know hills and stuff it does it's a so as long as i'm going in a flat straight line with no traffic i can go 250 miles so that won't
0: get you to new york yeah and, and the good thing with tesla is because because they only do electric cars they're now, I think in the next year or they may even do it with this model three that just came out they've updated the drivetrain mm-hmm. so they will get longer distances yeah but they've been doing EVs I'm not gonna say longer than anybody else, but they're more serious about it than anyone else yeah
1: well that's all they do they can't they can't not be right um, like Ford can dick around with EVs and then when they don't work very well, Okay, they're all the out the the so the the Ford Lightning. That's just an F one hundred and fifty, and so they didn't put too much. It didn't cost them too much, like in the greater scheme of things, to convert that over. Well, if I um,
0: if I ask you a question, what's the best selling vehicle in America? It was the Ford F one hundred and fifty. It still is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. It, so they're just going to sell more of those.
1: Yeah. And. You know the government. I'm sure governments will buy them because, like, a lot of governments will have a mandate like their fleet has to be X percent electric by a certain point because of some stupid law some asshole passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll buy them for running. You know, the parts around the garages or or like you know so that the public works supervisor can drive and yell at the guys who aren't doing any work. You know, next to the dump truck, that sort of stuff. But it's not anyone's person. Like, that's not their transportation they need to get somewhere. Right. If the EV dies, just jump in the dump truck and they'll get back
0: to the shop. Yeah. And and for people that are maybe questioning what we're talking about with range anxiety and all this other stuff, there is a, there's a guy on YouTube that has a channel called Rich Rebuilds. And he opened uh, basically what was a Tesla repair shop in Florida. Until he just ran into issues with Tesla not allowing him to buy parts. Yeah. Um, but he he even kind of goes through like he took took his Tesla on a trip and he was going through the the range issues he was having. Um. So he's someone who's very knowledgeable on Teslas, and he loves Teslas. Like uh-huh. he he is a Tesla fan. But even he is pointing out, hey, look, this is the reality of a Tesla. And I think if you buy it with the intention of this is just my around the town car, I don't think oh, you'll ever have a problem.
1: Sure, for us, it would be a great second vehicle. Yeah, um, my wife could drive it to work every day. Mm-hmm. She has a, I think it's a ten mile tr- commute. She could do do that, and she only have to charge it once every couple of days. Right. Um, I could have done it. You know, I could do it for my commute. I'm going. About 50 miles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Round trip. So. You
0: could probably charge every other day.
1: Yeah. But like when it came time to load the kids and stuff up to drive down to Wilmington, North Carolina, that's right. not the car that's going.
0: No. Because
1: I don't want to have to stop in, you know, in Rocky Mount for an hour for the damn thing to charge right. with three kids. What the, like, okay, let's go eat food now and let's go like, just go. to. Like the money is that they're gonna yeah. just suck out of my pockets.
0: Well and the other thing, if you drive at night, if you try it, like if you if you leave at like ten at night when the kids are gonna sleep in the car mm-hmm. and you know, two and a half hours into your trip, they're still sleeping in the back of the car and you gotta sit there and wait for the thing to charge for an hour. Yeah. So what do you, you just sit there twiddle your dumps? Yeah. When you when you could have been driving exactly. and you got another sixty miles down the road? Yeah. It's and, just not
1: practical. Yeah. And I think it can work for I think it's neat with like some of the
0: delivery vehicles that are going to it but um those are all short haul yeah like an amazon delivery truck isn't going more than 50 miles in a day yeah and it's all start and stop which is great because when it's start and stop like that one you get the regenerative braking from the braking mm-hmm. but two when you stop the car turns off yeah it's not it's doing nothing correct it's, so it makes perfect sense for that plus yeah. the the size of the battery you can put in that thing oh yeah it's huge yeah um and
1: i'm not gonna take you away from like they're fast like the the model s plaid like it's cool to, to hit cool those for a week. zero to 60 times. But yeah. then, okay, how many
0: launches am I going to do like that? But number <laughs> other, you'd kill your battery charge yeah. with that. You do that if if you drive the car for an hour in a day. In every stoplight, you're drag racing someone. Yeah. You just killed your range by like 70 miles yeah. probably.
1: yeah. And that guy that I just smoked is now... I'm waiting
0: to charge it for an hour, and he's 60 miles down the road. Right. I mean, that's like me saying this big 6.0 liter V8 in the GMC Yukon. You know, it gets great gas mileage unless I try and floor it from a, a full stop. Yeah. And then I, I got to fill it up when I go 20 miles down the road. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, it sounds great in theory, but in practicality, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I do wonder... <coughs> I like even though Teslas are selling out the window, which by the way, all the stupid Hollywood lunatics that said they were gonna they were gonna sell their Teslas over Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yeah. Well apparently there were more than enough people to make up for that because they sold more than they ever have in the last quarter. <laughs> and it wasn't by a little, they sold a lot more yeah. than they sold last year. Um So and stupid Alyssa Milano I'm selling my Tesla because Elon Musk is a jerk and I'm going to go buy, and I'm going to buy a VW. Like, so you're going to buy the car that was by the company that was created by Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> instead of Elon Musk who just bought Twitter. Right. For social reasons? Yeah. Okay, you dumbass. Right. It's like, did you not know who started VW? Right. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> That's my, minor... Minor inconvenience, details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got roasted for that, by the way. Yeah, we're good. Um, when
1: they, but the other thing that scares me is when you have these dopey governors like Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. say that all vehicle sales in California by 2035 are going to be electric, and then Wes Moore just tried to do it here. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're so out of touch with reality that and just so you just want to get those 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 points with your with your greeny base you know and there's i still like they are no more green than anything else the power's coming from somewhere you know it's and for the most part it's either it's going to be coal
0: yeah there were, and there was a recent uh, I, I maybe i watched too much youtube but marcus Brownlee, i don't know if you've heard of, he's a tech uh kind of a tech youtuber uh-huh so he was going over uh, in, in an episode not too long ago. He went over the the true cost of his uh, Tesla Tesla uh, solar roof. So he's got like the shingles, okay, that that look like a normal roof, but it's actually a solar roof. Mm-hmm. The point I was I took out from it was a lot of the stuff in your house doesn't pull that much electricity. It, he said basically it's your microwave that pulls a thousand watts when it runs, mm-hmm. and your HVAC system, which pulls about 5,000 watts yeah. when it runs. And I think a dryer is probably similar. It's yeah. probably in the two, 2,500 range. Everything else, like a TV, 100 watts, phone charge, 100 watts. Mm-hmm. The Tesla Model S that he has, when he charges it, it's pulling 12,000 watts. Wow. So it's a lot. It's, so it's running like two air conditioning systems. Yeah, it's by far the biggest draw on the power that yeah. he's got. Now, with the solar roof, though, his point was that... Uh, the solar roof provides enough energy in the summer and the spring and the fall, so that he's actually providing net energy. sells it some back to the to the grid, fills up his power wall. And, mm-hmm. But I mean, his whole setup was like ninety two thousand bucks. It's yeah. not cheap. Um, his payback period, I think, was like ten years. Mm-hmm. But he, you can do solar setups a lot less expensive, and the payback period is like six to eight years. Yeah. Anyway, um, but my point is, is that when we're talking about energy efficiency, the fact that it takes twelve thousand watts to to uh, replenish the battery in a, in a Tesla. That takes up a lot. Of, if you have a solar roof, it does take up a lot of energy that way. Mm-hmm. So is it still more energy efficient? I don't think we've actually gotten a proper accounting for that. Accounting for where the lithium comes from for the batteries, where um, where the energy is coming from in the car, how much energy is that compared to gas? Yeah. Uh, cost-wise, we don't know. You're paying more for the electric vehicle. Uh, but you pay less for the electricity to fill it up than you do for a gallon of gas. But what's the break-even point of mm-hmm. that? I don't think the proper non-political answer has been given. Yeah. Um, never mind the fact that disposition of that EV. Um, the idea was that the the com- the EV companies were going to buy back the batteries. Yeah. Because they could refurbish them and then put them in new cars. And I, was, I was talking to my uncle about that. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if they're going to do that because I think the metals or whatever they, whatever the uh, ingredients in the battery are, I think they degrade over time. So I don't think you can put them into, refurbish it and call it a new battery. But I don't know. I'm not yeah. technology, I'm not a, an engineer. I, I can't figure that out. But if you can't recycle those batteries, what, are they just going to go in a landfill? Yeah, and how
1: long have Tesla's been on the road now? Over 10 years. So are this original Teslas still performing where they were?
0: So there was actually a guy, again, another YouTube video, a guy, he bought a 10-year-old Tesla, one of mm-hmm. the first-gen models, and he, th- he he did a test just to see the range in the battery and whatnot, and, and he was basically using the range as a, a degradation counter for yeah. the battery. He thinks that the battery, after 10 years, is still... About 85% of the original. So it's not horribly bad, but if you've got a range of 250 and you lose 15% of that, I mean, you're losing about um, 35 miles on your 220 range. So now you're under 200 (sighs) miles in range. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. But
1: if you're just around town, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, for like the reasons that the uses that I could use one for. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and you, okay, engines get less powerful, lose power the older they get, but. Again, it's
0: just putting more gas in it and you and you go, so well, and the other thing is if Tesla's not going to let you fix it or swap out the battery at an independent mechanic shop or an independent shop, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, one of the reasons why original Priuses are still on the road is because for six thousand bucks, you can send your battery to a place and they'll send you a refurbished battery mm-hmm. that's like brand new, yeah, and for six thousand bucks, you've just refreshed your Prius, yeah. I mean, if you've got a ten-year-old Prius and you got, and all you're doing is putting in six grand to it to make it like new again, or close to like new. Yep. Um, I mean, and that little engine they put in there isn't—that's a four-cylinder Toyota yeah.
1: engine. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's going to run forever. Heck yeah. And and that's the thing with what is neat is that Toyota and Honda didn't really jump on this EV bandwagon. Nope. They stayed. Toyota focused on their hybrid technology and they were pretty much the first to bring it out on a large scale mm-hmm. and then their hydrogen stuff and honda has some hybrids but civic hybrid was every bit as good as a prius it just yeah. didn't look cool
0: like there was no virtue signal it's just a civic that had a little badge on it well that initial the initial honda offering was the honda insight mm-hmm. and that's what came out when the first prius came out yeah and the prius just looked better yeah the prius had that weird thing going on with the rear fender mm-hmm. where it was trying to, it c- like covered half the wheel yeah it looked small it drove small the mm-hmm. prius was like a first like people regular people could drive it and sit in it yeah um and it just won it was it was like VHS, in pr- yeah. vhs and beta right yeah. beta, beta was the better technology but the vhs won because of the marketing yeah and i've been on in uh prius ubers and as big as
1: I am, been pretty comfortable. I'd still never buy one just because I wouldn't buy one. But, right, right. You but, know, but um, even like
0: the Prius V, you remember that thing? It's mm-hmm. like a station wagon Prius. Yeah. That thing was huge on the inside. Yeah, it didn't look like it, but it was. Um, but now like Toyota's got the Rav Four Hybrid. Yeah. Now
1: they did. They do have Lexus EVs. So do
0: they? yeah, fully fully electric. Because mm-hmm. Toyota said they're they're getting out of the electric game altogether. So yeah,
1: what is, I think it's the, let's see, EV. Or maybe they're plug in hybrids. No, no, there's the Lexus RZ. And you can tell because their grills have no slats. It's just this. Uh, so you know the stupid Lexus freaking trapezoid thing yes. they have? Yep. It's that, except rather than being graced with slots for a grill, it's just a big solid piece of plastic.
0: I, if if they have the RZ and it's it's fully electric, it's going to be gone in a couple of years. I, yeah. I, Toyota just announced, I think it was last year, that they're done with EVs. Yeah, they're going to focus on the hydrogen models, um, like the Mirai, mm-hmm. um, and the hybrids. They're going to make the hybrids more efficient because um, I think almost every model they make now has a hybrid, except uh, for the big
1: like Sequoia, Tundra, Forerunner. Like their truck based stuff
0: doesn't. But, yeah, yeah um, You can get a Highlander hybrid. I think so, it's as big as you can go, though. Yeah. The truck-based ones won't do it. Yeah. So, like, the LX, the GX, the the Sequoia, yeah. and the Land Cruiser, never going to have one. I don't yeah. Like. Um, and
1: I don't think people that are buying those things want that anyway. No,
0: you know you're going to get three miles per gallon. Yeah. And you're fine with it. Yeah. I'm always, I am always I am surprised, and I know VW kind of killed diesel in America, but I'm surprised that they never took a, sh- a jab at diesel hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Because a diesel on its own, even without the VW fuckery, you, were, you could get 50 miles per gallon with a diesel, mm-hmm. no hybrid.
1: First of all, all those diesel VWs that they took and parked in the desert, because like, oh, their environmental numbers weren't... I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. If I could buy one of those at like for like pennies on the dollar, I'd do it.
0: <laughs> I, I almost did that. When I was looking for a car at one point, I was looking at the the uh, TDI Passat. Mm-hmm. Um, nice car. It, it was. It was. It, it felt a little cheap. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was during VW's cheap years yeah. when they cheapened everything up to kind of get the price lower. Um, roomy car, though. Yeah. But they were selling them at a huge discount, and, yeah. they, and the warranties on them for, were for like 20 years because yeah. <laughs> they were trying to get rid of them. I ended up not going with it, but even the Passat, I think, got 45 miles per gallon. Yeah. Um, so imagine if you could do a four cylinder diesel engine with a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could turn what could, I imagine you could turn 50 into like 65, 70 miles per oh, gallon. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and then, you got the def fluid. I mean, if that makes it environmentally friendly, great, do it. I mean, I'm surprised no one took a jab at that. Yeah. And when you look at those,
1: so diesel electric power plants have been around forever. Pretty much every, every locomotive you see is a diesel electric. Mm-hmm. Cruise ships, can take cargo ships, they're all powered by it's a it's a big diesel generator making electricity for the ship that powers the there's no direct linkage between the diesel engine and the prop. Right. Or on a train, the diesel engine and the wheels. It's all electric. So which isn't truly a hybrid. It's you know, but still, I mean, if you're to do that setup and use a a diesel generator powering the electric drive and then just shuts off when it has enough power. Right. You know, that gives you, everyone eliminates range anxiety because you've got the standby power right there.
0: I just wonder if they, if they ran a diesel hybrid in the same setup that they have the gas engine hybrid in cars. Like, if it turned a gas engine from 30 miles an hour into 50, or miles per gallon into 50 miles yeah. per gallon, Who's to say you couldn't have those results with a with a diesel hybrid? Yeah, in the same kind of setup, not necessarily the mm-hmm. diesel uh, power plant, but or, or the diesel generator version. But if you just ran it in the same setup, yeah. I mean, who's to say you couldn't get seventy to seventy-five miles per gallon in a mid-size sedan? Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, right now your best hybrid in a mid sized sedan, I think, would you getting like fifty-five. Yeah, and a and a Camry hybrid. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not horrible. Yeah, but if you can get 75 or 80 by throwing a diesel into it, because diesels is used everywhere else in this world, except we have something up our ass about diesels. Europe uses diesel all the time oh, yeah. because gas costs so much. Like They, they did the, the gas tax over there mm-hmm. and diesel just was cheaper. Yeah. So a lot of people chose diesel. And then also how they
1: tax vehicles. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are taxed by engine displacement. So you get more power out of a smaller diesel engine. Mm-hmm. It's more efficient. And say it's a one point eight liter diesel, so it's a tiny little diesel engine, but because it's under two liters cylinder displacement, it falls into that lower uh it's not taxed as high right so here it doesn't matter what kind of engine you have it like I mean you could have a coyote motor in a in a you know in a Ford focus, like oh whatever you know you're paying what a focus costs, not right. a so
0: I'll be I'll be interested to see what happens with electric vehicles. I I think eventually, and I, I'm I'm gonna be wrong on this, but I'm gonna put it out there. I think Tesla's gonna stick with EVs because that's what they do, mm-hmm. and especially if they get this range anxiety under control. And I think with their newest technology, I mean, they did something with the with the motor and how they build it and basically with the new model three and you can go on, go on YouTube and look for new model three and it's like model three Highland edition or something like that. Yeah. And it goes into the differences with the engine and what they did and how they constructed it and how it made it more efficient and a lot less loss and all this other stuff. The problem is, is that all these other companies that are throwing money at electric vehicles, you're going to have to outdo one of the smartest human beings on this planet. Mm -hmm. As much as it, it look, people can call people fanboys and this other stuff, But look at the companies that that guy has run. Uh, eBay, for one, Mm -hmm. changed online commerce. Yeah. The Boring Company is changing how we tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. Starlink is getting (sighs) high-speed internet into rural areas before the federal government, even though the federal government's been talking about it for 20 years. Yeah. Elon Musk actually did it. Uh, SpaceX. Yep. Essentially took over for NASA, for crying out loud. Yeah. A private company. Because he figured out how to reuse the rocket. hmm Have you ever, I mean, have you ever seen one of the videos of the rocket landing? Oh, so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. He did that. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got engine, I get it, He's got people doing the work for him. Yeah. But he's got the initiative to start the companies and get the shit done. Uh-huh. Where the, the, the fortitude of other people in positions of power don't do this shit. Yeah.
1: So because they can take that money and invest it in something like that, or okay. they could give themselves, you know, a quarter percent on their dividends.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's what they decide to do. So I am never gonna count this dude out. Yeah. I mean even with Twitter. Everyone's like, Oh, he bought Twitter, he's not he doesn't want Twitter for Twitter. If you go back into his prior just talkings and musings and all this stuff, him and Jack Dorsey had always wanted to create a new financial system, which is why he just changed it from Twitter to X. Yeah. I saw the app on my phone change. I was a- like, mm. Yeah. His original idea for X.com mm-hmm. was, uh, was to change the banking industry. He bought Twitter for the users. Yeah. And now at some point he's going to, he's going to basically turn it into what the Chinese have in Weibo, uh-huh. which is an everything app. Yeah. Communication app, uh, encrypted chat. Um, <sighs> financial banking and then the town square Mm -hmm. and then some other shit who knows it could be shopping and some other shit he wants it to basically bring x.com his original plan for x.com to life yeah which is to upend the financial industry he wants to create banking outside of the banking system and my thing with this is and this is going back to tesla even though I think EV sales are going to even out eventually, I think Tesla is going to be the one standing. Uh-huh. And everyone else is either going to get out or they're going to basically just use Tesla's technology and they're just going to license it from them. Yeah. At least that's my, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to count that dude out because of all the other successes he's had in business. And call me a fanboy or whatever. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't think the guy's infallible. Right, but he doesn't have businesses that fail and not not on a grand scale mm-hmm. so who knows um, but I think these other car companies are in trouble and if they don't if they don't reduce their prices on new vehicles fast, yeah um. I don't know if it's the manufacturers or the dealerships, but someone's going to take the brunt of this. Well, we're going to
1: start looking like Cuba, where I'll be driving around in cars from the 90s because <laughs> no one
0: wants to buy this crap. Cuba Doesn't Cuba have, they got the cars from the 50s, don't yeah. they? Because that's what, the embargo was the 60s. Yeah. So they only, so they literally just, there's a whole cottage industry there of refurbishing old cars with whatever parts they can find from the 50s. Oh, yeah. And just making them work. Yep. But and back then you could though, it was all mechanical. hmm I mean, those car—it's electronics and mechanics. That's it. Yeah, you got a wrench, you can probably fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah. Now you, IT
0: degree to do anything to it. Right. So. So. But. Let us know what you think in the comments. Do you think uh, Do you think Elon Musk is a moron? Uh, do you think these other manufacturers screwed up their EV dreams? Do you think hydrogen actually makes some kind of comeback? Or I shouldn't say comeback. I guess hydrogen. hydrogen was once the big thing but maybe it's going to make a comeback and they'll actually get some filling stations up so people can actually fill their hydrogen vehicle or should they've gone diesel hybrid let us know we don't know what we're talking about (laughs) so let us know what you think Uh, please like, subscribe, comment share, thanks to Cheers and Spirits for sponsoring this episode along with Brian Schilling from Long and Foster Real Estate if you need any one of them please give them a call Cheers and spirits probably going because yeah, you can walk out with the product. <laughs> you can't you can't walk into Brian's office and walk out with a house. You might have to take a couple rides for that. But yeah, uh, please visit them. Let them know that you heard about them from us. Like, subscribe, comment, share. We'll see you next time.